following is a presentation of Artisan Church in Rochester, New York. Hello, everybody. I am coming to you from Zoom, and I'm going to be reading from Hebrews. Um, So let me read this. Merry Christmas, everybody. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the worlds. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. And he sustains all things by his powerful word. When he had made purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. Wow. Thank you, Scott, for reading from Zoom. And thanks, kids, for being part of our service with a children's moment. And, oh, it's so exciting. Um, I'm going to be brief tonight, I hope, uh, because I know uh, especially our children are excited to get back to uh, all the things that they are uh, excited to do right now uh, and tonight, and it's uh, exciting for me too. I love how that reading that Scott just did concludes um, talking about who Jesus is, you know, uh, Pastor Jesse, in the children's moment, read us the story of the birth of Jesus, which is what we think about um, first and foremost on Christmas. That concrete imagery, the manger and the animals and the angels and the baby being born. But the scriptures speak about this, not just in these concrete ways, but uh, in these beautiful, um, wide-ranging meanings of what that was all about. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors, one of the early Christian writers said, in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by a son. The idea being that whatever was revealed before and however it was revealed, this is something new and different and better and bigger. And that same writer goes on to say of Jesus that he is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. And he sustains all things by his powerful word. And you know what that means because you've heard me say it before if you're an artisan regular. If it's your first time with us, um, you get to hear it for the first time. That Jesus is what God has to say. And if you don't understand something that you read in the Bible the best way to do it, the best way to come to an understanding of it is to know Jesus more and to think of all of those things that you read in the scriptures and all those other types of revelations that you get from nature, from secular writers, from music and art, all of those things, as Christian people, we experience them through the lens of Jesus because Jesus is the exact imprint of God's very being. And we could look ahead in the life of Jesus to the teachings that he gave, to the relationships that he had. 
We could look ahead to how he spoke truth to power, and those of us who are justice-oriented would love and do love those stories. We could look about how he offered himself to a humiliating death and then forgave the people who were killing him, even as it was happening. All of those things would be important ways for us to understand who Jesus is and how he is the very exact imprint of God's very being. But this is Christmas, and so we look to the moment of his birth right now. When God chose to be embodied, to take on flesh in the world, it wasn't in some superhero form. It wasn't as Hercules. It was as a baby. A human being who is totally helpless, utterly needy, completely dependent on other other people, especially his parents. And this is what I would like to spend just a minute talking about tonight. Because I'm struck this year uh, at Christmas at the power of how Mary and Joseph, the parents of Jesus, had to say yes to the unknown. In order for this whole thing to happen, it required these human participants to be willing to be part of the story. And very importantly, they had to be willing to be part of a story that they did not understand or know the ending of or the meaning of yet. Today's gospel reading from the Gospel of John, which I'm going to read at the end of my sermon today, um, says that the world did not know him, meaning Jesus. The world did not know Jesus, even though the world came into being through him. His disciples didn't know him. His captors, his tormentors did not know him. His parents, of all people, probably had no idea what they were in for. Now, I'm a parent. I think I can speak for all of us who are when I say none of us have any idea what we're in for. (laughs) But even Mary and Joseph did not know Jesus, despite the fact that he was the fountain of their being. Do we know Jesus even now, these centuries later? Humankind, having had all this time to think about it and sort it out, I think we still don't know him, even though the world came into being through him. How were his parents able to say yes to the unknown? They were able, I would would propose to you, that they were able to say yes to the unknown because of the signposts and markers and the faithfulness of God in ages past. So when the, when the writer of the book of Hebrews says, long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by a son, that's not only about situating Jesus above all other previous revelations of God, as found in the scriptures, despite how often I talk about that. It's also to situate Jesus in that very stream of revelation. Do you see what I'm saying? Long ago, God spoke to us in all these different ways, they, they wrote at the time. In these latter days, God has spoken to us through a son. That is both eclipsing that prior revelation and continuing it. And Mary and Joseph, I think, were able to say yes to God in the face of this incredibly unknown thing because they trusted that God had always been near to them. God had always loved them. God had always spoken to and through the people in all of the ages past. How else would they have had the courage to say yes to the unknown? 
One of the most powerful spiritual exercises I know of comes from St. Ignatius, and it's simply to examine your day. At the end of your day, before you go to sleep, you sit and think, how has God been present with me today? Maybe I didn't notice it at the time, but looking back, how do I notice it now? And how have I been present with God today? And that's not to shame yourself into, you know, oh, I'm so bad at this, I'm just a terrible Christian. It's simply to notice these things. And this exercise, which, by the way, I love that it says it's called an exercise, right? Um, I don't particularly like to exercise, but I just had a physical with my doctor earlier this week, and I know from official sources that I'm supposed to exercise more than I do, <laughs> right? I've, all these two years I've been, trust the science, listen to the doctors. Oh, boy, now I've got to do it in my own life. Anyway... <laughs> This is a spiritual exercise. It's something you do that doesn't feel comfortable, that is good for your soul. And it doesn't just work on a one-day scale. You can do the spiritual exercise of St. Ignatius of examining not just your day, but of the past week, of the past month, of the past year, of the past uh, 19 months and three weeks and two days, or whatever it's been, of the past five years, of the past ten years, and of your whole life. You can spend some time exercising your soul by noticing and remembering how God has been present with you and in the, with, with the people you love throughout your whole life. And that, I believe, is what gives Mary and Joseph the strength to say, yes, in the face of this unknown. We who are people of faith, we might not be called to something as lofty and big as bearing the Messiah into the world. Except that maybe we are, if in a different way. We can say yes to all of these unknowns because we also know that God is born to us in the midst of that unknown. Born, B-O-R-N, and born, carried to us in the midst of the unknown. And so I want to read to you this gospel passage, which is so much more abstract than the nativity story. And I love that. And I hope that you, if you don't love it, can come to um, ponder it. Because in here is the is the truth of our world. And I will conclude with this reading, and then we'll sing a couple more songs. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. 
He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Of the Lord. <laughs> Thanks be to God. Friends, we are still in the midst of the unknown. And I join you in the frustration and the pain that I know you feel when every time you start to think for five little seconds that you are understanding the way the world is shaped right now, something happens and it changes again. I am with you in that. Can we examine our lives together and notice how God has been present with us even in the midst of this terrible time? Notice how God was with us before this time. Notice how God has been with God's people throughout time. Can we notice these things? Can we exercise our souls by remembering? Can we step into the light, the revelation of God, in this most unexpected of ways? A little helpless baby. And can we know that that's how God works? We're going to find God in those unexpected places. Merry Christmas. Let's trust God together and love Jesus together. Amen. For more information, visit us at artisanchurch.com.